Merry Christmas. Welcome to worship tonight. Uh, we uh, ran out of bulletins. Uh, it's always hard to know how many to print. So if there are people who are sharing or maybe have two, a couple, maybe you could hold those up and maybe are, uh, if you're willing to part with one or share with someone, maybe you can uh, partner with, I don't know, if Don, could you maybe grab a couple of those in case, is, is, did anyone not get a bulletin? Maybe raise your hand, we can try and um, spread those out. <laughs> Just try, just try to make sure everyone has a bulletin. So if you didn't get a bulletin, uh, we'll, we'll try and uh, spread those around a little bit. So thank you. Um, just uh, uh, to say thank you to so many people who go to work so hard this time of year. Uh, our musician, Wendy, who's uh, prepared a lot of music for this weekend. And to our usher, Chuck, and uh, to Terry, uh, our office administrator, Dina, so uh, very grateful for all the people who go and work on, work on these services. And yeah, let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> and if you're watching online, uh, we're very grateful to Gary Cook, who's running our, our live stream tonight too. So thank you, Gary, for that. And welcome to those who are joining us online or by phone. We have some special guests tonight. Um, we have guests from Madison Church. Uh, some of you may not know this, but uh, in our building, we have Trinity, who worships up here, worships up here in the sanctuary. And then on Sundays uh, at 11, we have another congregation called Madison Church that worships in the parish hall. And so we, if you're from Madison Church, you just want to wave so we know who's, who's here from Madison Church. So yeah, thanks, thanks for being here. And Stephen in the back, so yeah, thank you. I wanted to welcome Pastor Stephen Feith uh, to come forward and just say a, a brief word of welcome from Madison Church, too. We're, we're grateful to have this partnership with them. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. And yeah. You might have wondered if there were like some big rats moving around the basement on Sunday morning, hearing all that noise. It's just us, and uh, we're so glad to be here on Sunday morning with you all. And so um, that's what we're up to. My name's Stephen. I'm the lead pastor at Madison Church. Good to see some of our uh, people here this evening. And uh, we usually don't do something on Christmas Eve, but we thought this would be a nice little change up to partner with you all and to collaborate and be part of your family worship service. So thank you for hosting us every Sunday, but a special thanks for hosting us this evening. Welcome, Stephen, and welcome, Madison Church. Very glad. You'll hear more from Stephen and I during the children's message today. Let's begin our service with our opening hymn.
people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence, and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. First reading is through Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of dark, deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult with the dividing plunder for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. You have broken as on the day of the Midian for all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Word of God, word of life. If there are kids present who'd like to come forward at this time, we'll, we'll do a, a telling of the Christmas story. Uh, if, if parents want to come forward, if that would make kids uh, more comfortable, they're, they're welcome to come forward with us too. And I'm not going to gatekeep, so, you know, if there's young, young at heart people who would like to come forward, you are, you are very welcome as well. <laughs> we can all just have a little floor, seat at the floor here by, uh, by the staple. <laughs> You want to stand by me? Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming up. Coming up. Uh, I would like some help tonight. We are going to tell the story of Christmas, uh, the story of Jesus' birth. Uh, are you all excited for Christmas? <laughs> it's a fun day, right? So uh, you might see up here we've got our, our uh, stable and our donkey and our sheep, and we're going to be telling the story of Christmas from the Gospel of Luke. And we've got some uh, angel halos, if anyone wants to be an angel. And we need at least one person to be a shepherd. Uh, got anyone who wanted to be a, <laughs> anyone want to be a shepherd? <laughs> Here, put this on your head. 
Do you want to be an angel or would you like to be a shepherd? You, want, <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. And now we have Stephen get us started with telling the story. All right. This is the start of the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all in the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. We have a globe here and I'm wondering if somebody wants to help me find Bethlehem on this map, this globe. Does anyone want to help? Does anyone want to guess how far Madison is from Bethlehem? I'll take miles, yards, feet. <laughs> Madison's about 6,000 miles from Bethlehem, you know. <laughs> so now we'll sing O Little Town of Bethlehem, the first verse. So now, Mary and Joseph are heading to Bethlehem. Joseph went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver a child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. So a manger, is a feeding trough for animals. Have you ever been to a barn where you've seen a cow or a goat or some other? 
Yeah, you fed like a baby goat or something like that. Yeah, so that's kind of, if you're picturing a, like a feeding trough, that's what Jesus was laid in. And so we're going to put Mary and Joseph in the stable. We might need to move a little bit, Pastor Stephen. So we, we have Joseph. <laughs> All right. We have Mary. Jesus' mom. And then we have the baby Jesus. On Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of baby Jesus. Anyone here celebrate a birthday before? Tonight is Jesus' birthday. So we're placing Jesus in the manger. Let's sing Away in a Manger. Now in that same region where the shepherd Now in that same region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night then an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid for see i am bringing you good news 
of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So we have our volunteer shepherds, and we're going to ask everyone else to help them. We're going to practice praising like the angels. So repeat after me, glory to God in the highest. Peace to all the earth. Let's do yeah, one more time. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Peace to all the earth. And now we'll sing Go Tell It on the Mountain.
night. Good job, angels. Good job, shepherds. So when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. So the shepherds came, and they saw the baby Jesus lying in the manger. They followed, uh, they followed all the way to Bethlehem, and they found Mary sitting there with Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus. And they returned glorifying God. And so I wonder if you might practice something with me. We're going to say, go tell it on the mountain, and then you all have a job too. You're going to say that Jesus Christ is born. So we're going to say, go tell it on the mountain. You all are going to say that Jesus Christ is born. Will you say that with me? Ready? Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Let's try it one more time. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Thank you so much for coming up and helping us tell the Christmas story. You can return to your seats as we sing, O Come All Ye Faithful.
Well, I'm a little out of breath after that uh, gospel reading. <laughs> Let's thank our, our, our kids for telling us the story tonight. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone, and it's so glad, I'm so glad to be with you tonight. Uh, what a gift it is to be gathered together around the Christ child, around the story of the birth of our Savior. While reading the Christmas story this year, I've had a phrase from the poet and author Jessica Kantrowitz stuck in my head. Kantrowitz writes, You are not alone, and this will not last forever. Kantrowitz has written a whole book of poems and blessings for those experiencing depression and other challenges because she knows that life terrain herself. And so these words, you are not alone and this will not last forever, are her constant refrain. She posts it uh, on Twitter almost every day or at least very frequently. These words are meant especially for those who feel stuck or trapped because the lies that the monsters tell us are that we are alone in this, that there is no one on our side, and that nothing will ever change. So this mantra is a way of calling the bluff, of throwing those lies back in the face of the monster. Day after day, month after month, Kantrowitz sends out the message because she knows there's someone out there who needs to hear it again. You are not alone, and this will not last forever. I don't know who here needs to hear those words. Perhaps we all need to hear them in a way. But I'm tempted to say that the message of the Christmas story, the message of the angels, could be summed up with these words from the poet. You are not alone and this will not last forever. This is true on a human level, of course. Love and hope are always possible. There is a human community that is there for those who need it. But tonight, we remember that this is true on an ultimate, on a divine level as well. You are not alone because God is with you. A child is born for us. A child is given for us. You are not alone because God took on your humanity, took on your flesh. God and Jesus entered so deeply into solidarity with us that he would even enter death on our behalf. You are not alone because apparently just behind the scenes there is a whole heavenly chorus at work and just waiting to break into song and praise. You are not alone and this won't last forever. Whatever burden or grief or fear that you carry with you this night, there's this promise for you too. It won't last forever. So much of what we experience in this life can feel permanent, but things come and go, things change. And that is true on an ultimate level as well. The old is passing away, the new creation is on its way, the coming of the newborn king means that one day all earthly tyrants and terrors will be ripped from their thrones and will come to end. A regime change is underway and God's dream of life and love and blessing is about to take the throne. One of the things I love about 
the Christmas story is that it seems like a moment where the veil slips, the curtain is pulled back, and we get a brief behind-the-scenes peek at the universe, a behind-the-scenes peek at where this is all heading. And maybe, just maybe, God awakens in us a longing for wonder and awe and enchantment tonight. Now, we modern folk are skeptical of enchantment, I think most of us, if we imagine something going on behind the scenes of reality, we picture the man behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. Maybe you remember that scene. Dorothy and the lion and uh, Scarecrow and the Tin Man are all there with the wizard. And he appears as this big, powerful being, but then the curtain slips and you see there's just a man behind the curtain, pushing knobs and manipulating people with pyrotechnics. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, he says. I think most of us assume that if something's going on behind the scenes, it's probably some fable or some puffed-up dude trying to manipulate us. We're probably right to guard ourselves against those who would try to control us with smoke and mirrors. In a way, that's what's going on in the first verses of our reading. The Emperor Augustus and the Governor Quirinius think that they can control people with a decree, with the saying of a few words, that the people beneath them will have to obey whatever whim they come up with next. Augustus sends out a decree, and the people supposedly just have to follow it. He must think he's the one at the levers of control in this world, right? But if we were to peek behind that particular curtain, we would see that he was just a man, nothing more, nothing less than the rest of us. We live in a disenchanted age, and we assume that in the end there's nothing really going on here behind the scenes. That if there's any sense of mystery, we figure there must be an explanation that we'll find now or someday. We are distrustful of wonder, awe, and enchantment. There are certain benefits to living this way, but I worry that when we view the world through that lens, our experience is flattened. If we get stuck in the frame that says there's nothing more going on here than meets the eye, our world can turn gray and inert. Maybe we start to wonder if we are alone in this world, that there is no one on our side. There's a part of us, I believe, that longs for wonder, for awe, for enchantment, for worship, for adoration, and for praise. We may momentarily suppress our urge for a presence beyond ourselves, but it never really goes away. It strikes me we we see examples of this longing in ourselves. I think of stories like The Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Narnia, which seem to have such a draw. They awaken a longing in us for something that may be missing most of our days, a sense that there is more here There's more going on here than meets the eye. But if any story is going to awaken your hope and your wonder tonight, it would be the Christmas story. This story seems to sing to us, there is more going on here than you might expect. From the outside, the details would seem rather ordinary. This is the story of the birth of a child. And while each birth is miraculous in its own way, it's also something that happens all the time. Every person here was born one day. 
But this is also the story of a forced migration. Mary and Joseph are forced by political forces to travel, even though Mary is very near to giving birth. This too is more ordinary than we might expect. Many children are born on the move. There's a beauty to the ordinariness of Jesus' birth, that it is a birth like ours. But this story goes further than that too. It's not a flat story, it's a story of depth, a story of transcendence. Think of the shepherds out watching their sheep. In the midst of their everyday lives, God pulls back the curtain for them. An angel appears saying, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. This day is born in Bethlehem, a savior, a Messiah, the Lord. In other words, the angels are simply saying, there is more going on here than meets the eye. Up your expectations for God's presence. Behind the scenes of the seemingly ordinary birth story, God is on the move, active and in love with the world. We are not alone because Christ was sent to save us. The nightmares of the world will not last forever. They will not win the day. They are doomed to fail because Jesus Christ is born. Now, I'm not asking for much this Christmas. I don't have a long uh, wish list. But I do ask this of us, of you tonight. Allow this story to twinge your wonder, to awaken your wonder, to awaken your sense of awe and praise. Because as you look around, our reality may look flat, but there is so much more going on here than meets the eye. There is so much going on here and in your life than you might expect. That if you were to pull back the curtain, you wouldn't see some phony like the Wizard of Oz, but you would see the God of the universe on the move to save you. And if God is for you, is for us, then who can be against us? And if you don't believe me, listen for the angels and believe them. You are not alone, and this won't last forever because Christ has been born. And with the angels we say, glory to God in the highest. Amen.
wonder and thanksgiving for Christ coming into the world. We pray for the church, the life of the earth, and the whole human family. Divine Creator, your infinite love is born to us this night. With choirs of angels, the church proclaims the good news. Send us out as messengers of the hope that has come to all people. God of grace, hear our prayer. You are pleased to dwell with your creatures, and the whole earth sings for joy. Renew the splendor of creation from the smallest cell to the widest galaxies. Guide us to be wise stewards of your gifts for the sake of generations to come. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your authority is over the nations. Break the rod of oppression in every land and free all people from fear. Bring peace where there is war, compassion where there is suffering, and healing where there is disease. We remember especially the peoples of Ukraine, Ethiopia, and Yemen. God of grace, hear our prayer. You cherish those who are most vulnerable. Protect infants and children and bless those who care for them. Shelter refugee families and those who have no home. Watch over women giving birth, attend the dying, and relieve any who are ill or in pain, especially Roe, Rodrigo, Joanne, Sharon, Jim, and those we name now aloud or in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your love embraces everyone in need. Help any for whom this season is lonely or joyless. Comfort those among us or known to us who are experiencing distress of body or mind, missing loved ones or grieving, especially those experiencing their first Christmas after loss. God of grace, hear our prayer. You welcome those who have died into the joyous light of glory. We give thanks for the saints of every time and place who have praised you with lives of faith and humility. Inspire us by their example to love you by serving others. God of grace, hear our prayer. Loving God, we give you thanks for uh, the gift of children in our midst, for their uh, energy, wiggles, and giggles. We ask that you would uh, bless them this night and inspire us through their joy and wonder. God of grace, hear our prayer. We also lift up today uh, Christians all around the world who join us tonight in glorifying you. Uh, we give you thanks especially for our partnership with Madison Church. We ask that you would bless them and their ministry and mission. God of grace, pondering the mystery of eternal love made flesh in Christ Jesus, 
We commend all for whom we pray to the mercy of God. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with those around you.
please stand as you are able. And let us pray. God of abundance, receive and bless these gifts we have offered. Join our hearts with the song of the angels and gather us at your table of celebration. Strengthen us to share with all the world the abundance of your grace upon grace, poured out in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels and the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy God, creator of all and source of life, at the birth of time you brought light into the world. In the fullness of time you sent your word, born of Mary, to shine in our darkness and to make us your daughters and sons. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave her all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his birth and life among us, his death and resurrection, we await his coming again, when all things will be restored in him. By your Spirit, bless us and this bread and cup, that held and nourished by you we may live as your children shining with the light of your Son. Through him all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Please be seated while we share some instructions for communion. To commune today, you'll come to the side aisles and come forward. And at the front of the side aisles, there are uh, trays where you'll grab an empty cup, 
you know, bring the empty cup with you to the railing where it will be filled with wine and where you will receive bread. Do you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free? Those are also at these two side tables. Just grab them and bring them with you to the railing where you'll receive them and then you'll return down the center aisle and you'll place your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle. We want all friends, guests, and visitors to know that you are all welcome to commune with us if you feel called to do so. Uh, this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table. And so the invitation comes from Christ. Receive this invitation to communion. Glory to God in the highest. Come to the table of peace.
please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen, keep, and unite us now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Redeemer, you have fed us at this table with gifts of grace, truth, and life. You have gathered us in joy. Send us forth as messengers of your peace. Make us shine with the good news of your glory, born to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. One more very Merry Christmas to you and your families this year, and receive this departing blessing. God bless you and keep you. Jesus grant you grace and truth, and the Spirit send peace upon your hearts now and forever. Amen. Christ the Savior is born. Go in peace. Proclaim this good news. 
Thanks be to God. Thank you.